Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. It's our entertainment correspondent. It's Katya Woods. She is a contributor to the Philadelphia Tribune, and she also has her own Cup of Soul show on YouTube. And she's here with us now. She's going to talk about some Black history. And I think we're starting off talking about one of the most dynamic performers of all time. Yes, I am jealous because it sounds like you've already seen One Love, the Bob Marley biopic that is coming out February 14th. I did. I just got back from London, which was a fun trip. And by the way, I just want to know, it's it's a smoother ride to go from Philadelphia to London than go from Philadelphia to Los Angeles. Somebody needs to look into that. <laughs> <laughs> it absolutely was. I got on a plane, went to sleep, woke up. London town was an hour away. Mm. But somehow I don't feel the same when I go to L.A. Somebody work on that for me, please. Um no, it's it, it was really great. Um, you know, uh, we got to speak to to Kingsley, got to speak to Ronaldo, the director, and got to speak to Latasha, who plays um, uh, Rita, of course. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I want to prepare people. It is not a complete biopic. It doesn't start from like his birth all the way up to his death, and you don't see him dying. However, it does talk about. Um, the iconic concert of him trying to bring the different game fra- game fractions together the first time and what all the events that led up until him doing it the second time right and then you do have flashbacks that to his childhood that inform how you know he became the bob that we know and that we love and also the complications within the marriage between rita and bob and um now, I will say that if you're not used to the Jamaican accent and Jamaican English, it's going to take you a minute uh, to understand what they're saying. But I also love the fact because that's how they speak. You know what I mean? It would have been a little odd, but you're like, why are they speaking this British high T English? You're like, that's not how people from Jamaica speak. And again, it's not uneducated. It's just they're you know, it's just same thing. People from Australia have their accent. People here in America have theirs. People in the United Kingdom have theirs. New Zealand, the list goes on and on. That's just theirs. But I was thoroughly impressed with Kingsley, uh, who plays the title role. He played Malcolm X in um, One Night, One Night in Miami. Mm-hmm. And he was also one of the Kens in Barbie. And we're, and, we're, you know, we're talking British actor Kingsley Ben Adir, who plays Bob Marley in uh, the Marley biopic One Love. Absolutely. And um, he was, both of them were lovely to speak to and just really, really um, the essence of who Bob is. And it showed the imperfections, you know what I mean? And I also kind of liked that they didn't show him dying. Mm. And you know show- what I mean? Like, we don't need to see that. Yeah, no, because that, that's... We know he's not here anymore. Let's just put it this way. They hint on what, on what he died of. And also I love the, 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 the intimate scenes, you know what I mean? Certain personal things. Uh, uh, Bob was a huge, huge soccer football fan, Mm -hmm. you know, and and that was a huge part of who who he was. He was very much into uh, staying healthy. He jogged and a lot of things, you know, people said that Bob played uh, soccer well enough that he could have probably played semi pro or even, you know, come off the bench. And just to, to see all of those characteristics and, uh, in there included, because sometimes we're like, well, what, well, what, 
wait, wait a minute. He he wasn't into that. But I think you guys will really enjoy the film and also, of course, the music. You know, you know, Come it's on. interesting. I feel like Bob Marley, somewhat like uh, the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., has become sanitized over the years and people follow the kind of one love message and not the more revolutionary things he did. So it's interesting that it sounds like this film centers on. Uh, some of the activism that he did, which you're not really getting that from the trailers. Um, I had an interesting debate online with the filmmaker uh, about who was the the biggest global icon. And he said Bob Marley and I said James Brown. And they both have uh, films that are coming up. There is the uh, uh, James Brown documentary that is coming out in February. And there is also the uh, obviously Bob Marley biopic. How well do you think that they portrayed Bob as uh, an activist? Oh, I think very much so because he was he was into peace. He was into Jamaica. He was into you know uh, the one area that I wish they would have explained a little bit better was what it means to be a Rastafarian. Mm. Why Bob was a Rastafarian from the dietary means. It was not just a bunch of guys sitting around in the middle of nowhere smoking weed. Uh, Rita is the one that got him into becoming a Rastafarian. Just explaining that culture, because, again, in this um, pro-Christian environment that we're living in, we've got a lot of people that when you are, when you're pursuing what they call non-traditional religion or spirituality in this particular case, uh, it's often um, characterized as demonic or not of God, right? Mm-hmm. And I wish they would have just flushed that out a little bit more because there's still a lot of mystique around what it means to be Rastafarian. What's the difference between dreadlocks and just locks? Mm-hmm. Why Rastafarians wear dreadlocks? Is it just Black people? Or is it like, you know, because sometimes that can be a touchy subject. White people that call themselves Rastafarian, white people with dreadlocks, not locks, right. two different hairstyles. And I mean, I definitely hope that we see some pieces dwelling into that a little bit because again, uh, you know, we got to be the pioneers and, and that's our culture as in black people, as Caribbean people, as Jamaicans. I'm not Jamaican, but I'm just saying those that right. are Jamaican. It's important that you all explain that. Right. You don't want them explaining it because then it gets real interesting. Is that a fashion? You know, uh, why do certain Rastafarians locks, dreadlocks are longer? You know, like if you go to Jamaica, you see really thick and long ones, you know what I mean? And and it's just, again, just explaining the culture a little bit. Uh, but then it may have been a six hour movie. So um, it probably it probably it probably you know, I mean, been. we over three hour movies is to begin with. We we, we like stuff that ends <laughs> in less than two. You know, it probably would have been a six hour movie. But some of that is explained further once people see the biopic, if they want to go further in the Marley documentary. That is the documentary that was made several years ago. Uh, by the same guy who made the Whitney documentary, but don't judge one by the other because I hated the Whitney documentary and I loved the Marley documentary. And they do go into uh, how uh, the Rastafarian culture was so important in his life and how that shaped him and and how it came about. Um, But uh, so (laughs) I'm glad that it is worthy of a watch. Uh, But we've got other entertainment news, including Byron Allen making a serious bid for Paramount. What's going on with that? 
apparently he put in a bid for Paramount. You know what I mean? And, and now it wasn't it wasn't reporter in the shade room. We got some real legitimate people. It's not Tyler Perry trying to buy PET and all this other foolery. Like he made a legitimate bid to buy um, Paramount. You know, Brother Byron. Those of us that are long, uh, old enough remember him from people. To think he came from people are talking people. He was one of us. He was a journalist. He was a host to this media mogul that he is, is just utterly amazing. And I hope Godspeed. I hope it works out because we need more of us owning media, not running it, owning it, and making sure that our perspective is better, especially in this, this horrible world where every time we turn around journalists journalists underscore bold highlight are getting laid off. Right. Well, interesting thing is that CNBC is reporting that it was a $30 billion offer, whereas the Hollywood Reporter and other uh, outlets are saying it was a $14 billion offer. So he's actually uh, backing this uh, bid to purchase Paramount up with some pretty heavy dollars. Do you think that he will be able to ultimately be successful in this bid? I hope he is because you know what we made we 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 bent the rules for Rupert Murdoch who was not born in this country to own television station. You remember you have to be an American citizen mm-hmm. in order to own media companies in this country. And um, you know they moved heaven and earth. They fast tracked him to become a citizen to do for him to be able to do it and look at the chaos he's caused. So why not let someone who is if we're really about true diversity and quality. He has a record of owning media companies. He is somebody that is a legitimate quote unquote businessman. Consider the offer. Right. Well, he issued a statement and he says, Mr. Byron Allen did submit a bid on behalf of Allen Media Group and its strategic partners to purchase all of Paramount Global's outstanding shares. We believe this $30 billion offer, so that is what they're saying, which includes debt and equity, is the best solution for all of the Paramount Global shareholders, and the bid should be taken seriously and pursued. Uh, That is interesting. And The Hollywood Reporter says they don't know who uh, are the strategic partners in the offer. So that's kind of interesting. Uh, is he... I would go with the financial news on this. Right. I mean, let's be honest. The Hollywood Reporter, bless their heart, <laughs> all the trades are not necessarily invested in reporting things when it comes to Black people and financials. Very true. And they also have had some missteps when it comes to just reporting on Black people, period. So in this particular news, this is a financial move I would go with the finance, the CNBCs, the even the Wall Street Journals, the Black Enterprises. I would let them lead the conversation. This is not necessarily yes, it is a media move, but it's not necessarily it just encompassing entertainment. Sure. Well, just so far, people are not sure exactly who's financing it. So uh, some some uh, journalists are saying that this could be a potential uh, block to the deal because without knowing who the financing or where the financing is coming from, I guess people don't believe that Byron Allen is financing this completely himself. Without knowing who's financing, it's hard to tell what the merits of the deal are. So we will have to see if more is revealed 
about that. Now, we do have the Grammys coming up this weekend. Trevor Noah is hosting, and it looks like Victoria Monet and SZA are among the top vote getters. But here's my question. These are big uh, artists when it comes to the younger audiences, SZA in particular. She sold out arenas here in Philadelphia. She has had a number of hits, and Victoria Monet is riding off the success of her Cadillac album, but is the star power lacking there, do you think, Katya? I mean, they're going to reach. We're always going to have nice surprises. They're going to reach back and getting some some folks to to do. And I'm sure there are going to be some salutes. But, um, you know, and I wonder if we're going to have a salute to Broadway because we just had two giants pass mm-hmm. in Cheetah and uh, Hinton. So we'll, we'll find Hinton Battle, who was the original Scarecrow in The Wiz. Sophisticated mm. ladies, tap dance kids, and all that. Uh, so we'll see if there'll be a little, if they'll etch those two in there. Uh, the other thing too is, is that we have to, um, also, you know, ask ourselves, you know, will we finally have a black woman win record of the year, album of the year? That's exactly. the one everybody cares about. Will SZA become number five? Mm. Because poor Beyonce. They have made it clear she ain't getting it <laughs> until she's old and seen now. By the time she'll they'll give it to her, she'll be up there in the wheelchair. And, you know, but the thing is, I think it is it's great that there are two women that are vying in this category considered among the Grammys most prestigious. But it does kind of feel like as good as these women are. And, you know, I'm probably less of a fan of SZA, more of a fan of uh, Victoria Monet. It doesn't feel like they're bringing that real star power with them that Rihanna or Beyonce or even Alicia Keys has brought to the table in years past. But is this just where we are in music now that people put out? music and there's a certain segment that likes them, but they're just not coming uh, as these sort of uh, overarching stars as we're used to. Well, we have to also remember is the Grammys likes tradition and older things, but if you want the younger views to tune in, you got to start featuring. And I think we also got to remember it's a celebration at who had the best product for the for that previous year, right? right? And in this particular case, it is the younger uh, population, you know, and we do if we want people to continue to tune in and care about this award show, you got to pass the torch because at some point Alicia Keys was new. Rihanna was new. You know what I mean? And and, and people probably said the same thing. But, you know, they, they gave them their flowers and their opportunities, you know. Right. It will be interesting uh, to know what they do with both Cheetah Rivera, who played Anita in the original West Side Story, passing away uh, at the age of 91, and also Hinton Battle, uh, the three-time Tony Award winner who died uh, today or yes, or two days ago at the age of 67. Um, and uh, yeah, he was uh, the scarecrow in The Wiz. So people remember, remember him fondly from that film. So it will, uh, we actually spoke to one of the Grammy producers this week. Uh, so we didn't get a sense of what he was going to do in terms of that because uh, Cheetah Rivera passed after the fact. But uh, it will definitely be interesting to see how they uh, have to sort of come together because one of the things about the Grammys, uh, as we know, Whitney Houston died uh, right before the ceremony one year. And you have to scramble in order to pull those kinds of elements together. So there are may or be a tribute from uh, maybe another Tony winner or someone who I would think maybe uh, Ariana DeBose, who starred in 
uh, the redo of West Side Story. Maybe she will be tapped to do a performance or maybe they will just include them among the stars we lost uh, montage. You never know. Absolutely. Well, the lights are definitely dim tonight. Yeah, for, for sure. And, 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 you know, a lot of us wanted to dance because Cheetah was on our TV screen. Now, mm-hmm. we didn't dance like her, but she let us know that you could be a Latina. You could be a brown skinned girl. You could be out of that quote unquote, you know, you didn't have to go to ABT in order for you to make a career. And especially during a time when there were very few and far in between that weren't from that traditional route. Right. Absolutely. Well, Katia, anything else that we should be paying attention to in the world of entertainment? Well, David Yellow is coming to Philadelphia on Saturday to promote his Paramount Plus show, uh, Bass Reeves. So he'll be in conversation with our own Patrick Stoner, who will be hosting a Q&A, and he'll be promoting it and interacting with us here in Philadelphia. And oddly enough, Philadelphia does have a cowboy tradition, although more of the urban side, but it'll be <laughs> it's nice to see that he's coming to interact with us and to talk all things Bass Reeves. Well, you know, the great thing about Bass Reeves is that uh, this is part of the Yellowstone family of shows uh, that uh, Tyler uh, Taylor Sheridan created and that they are giving time and space to a show about a black lawman in the Old West. And so uh, as we're celebrating Black History Month, that's something good to put on your radar as a binge watch because it is uh, fascinating to watch how this black lawman uh, really did his thing back in the day. And this is based on an actual person. So uh, those are good things. So it's good to know David Ayolowo. He's coming to town. And is this open to the public, Katia? Um, my understanding, it is. Um, hold on, let me just get, let me speak intelligently. Right. So we're not <laughs> being, you know, as they say, interesting. You don't want to be, um, you don't want to like not say things right. that are correct. And um Absolutely. Yes. Uh, he's going to be at the AMC Fashion District, and it is. Um, I think this is happening on Saturday is, morning. It is, um, you know, three o'clock, oh, excuse me, noon at noon at, at the Fashion District. So you might want to head down there or you might want to contact them and inquire them if if you can attend. But if not, if you have Paramount, you're paying for it, you might as well hit play. <laughs> Katia Woods, thank you so much for being on Reality Check. She is our entertainment correspondent. Katia Woods, a contributor for the Philadelphia Tribune and the host of her own Cup of Soul show on YouTube. Katia, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Have a great week, everyone. You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com. 